Yo, 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 welcome back to the Two Coin Podcast. It's your boy Ronnie. And I am Waleed, the other side of the coin. And today's episode is brought to you by Asilomar Beach, man. We're just sitting here uh, recording remotely. Beautiful as hell. I mean, I'm here, by the way, too. Ahmed, again. <laughs> Regular friend sir, of the show. Yes, sir. Needs no introduction. But, uh, I mean, man, let's get right into it, man. It's a lot of bullshit going on these days. Bro, it's honestly just getting to a point where it's like too much of it, you know? Yeah. It's, um, what was it? Um, a while back, I mean, I think we, we, we even talked about it. There was going to be a time when all this, all, all this bullshit going on with police brutality and whatnot. It's been, obviously it's been going on for decades now. It ain't, this ain't something new. I mean, it's, it's like, it's, some, it's bubbling over and it's like festering over and, you know, Trayvon Martin was the case that really, like, made the thing, like, blow up in, like, the modern generation, right? But Yeah. And it's been seven years since that because he got murdered when? In 2013, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, we were still in high school mm-hmm. at the time. And it's been seven years and nothing has changed. It's actually gotten worse if we're keeping it a buck because, like, exactly. now these people just feel empowered with the person that they have in president. And not to say, like... They weren't doing all this shit before because they were like it's been going on for the past several hundred years and we know that but for some reason there's people that just like to refuse to acknowledge that fact and refuse to acknowledge that it's all interconnected and history repeats itself and if we don't learn from our previous mistakes the same shit will fester and manifest down the line in different ways and that's exactly what's happening now. Cause it's gonna get to a point right now too, man. Pete, like, and we can see with all the riots going on right now, with all the protests. Obviously, there's like a whole. Uh, we'll get into we'll get into like all the all the fucked up shit people are doing within <clears throat> these riots. Like, you know what I mean? Steering away from the whole message of what's supposed to be happening. But for the most part, man, that's just like a byproduct of that anger that's just been, you know what I mean, building inside a lot of these people. Cause you got to think like. It's just, bro, people there's, a, there's, a, people... there's only so much somebody can take, especially, like, there's only so much a group of people can take, you know what I mean? Yeah, man. And I was just going to say, sorry to, like, cut you off, but it's people are, are just completely fed up, and that's kind of how I'm feeling right now, to be honest with you. Like, I feel like most black people in America are just fed up. So, I mean, I, I was saying this at the start of the whole uh, uh, COVID-19. Like, we, we were having these conversations all the time, and I'm like, man, the way this is going, like, it's not going to end well. Like, it's going to be some type of anarchy, some type of, you know, like, everybody's just mad on both sides. And it's been a lot of, like, tension and arguments. Uh, and it's clear that there's two sides of America. And this whole thing just couldn't have come at a worse time. And with everybody just being at home and, you know, scrolling through the Internet and just absorbing all types of information, we've had this conversation before, man. That's, like, really unhealthy for you. That's another aspect yeah. of it. But I don't want to get into it all too quickly, man. I mean, shit. Let's let's start with the first uh, the first incident that you know. I mean, the most recent one, Ahmad Aubrey, man. February twenty third was when this whole incident actually occurred, and the fact that these fools, uh, the McMichaels and uh, that dude that was recording, what do you call uh, Roddy Byron, they didn't get arrested till May seventh, bro. That's and that's no, almost. It, the, it's not even that. It's the fact that they weren't even thinking about doing anything. Until it became national headlines. And until, until that video came out to keep it a buck with you. Yeah. Like, until there was, like, an outcry over it, they wouldn't have lifted a finger. They, they would have still been walking free. And the same thing here. If it wasn't for the outcry and the outrage, like, 
there would still be fucking police brutality in fucking uh, Minneapolis by what's his name Derek Chauvin Derek Chauvin that officer Derek yeah. Cho- Derek Chauvin, like he would still yeah, have a job is my point motherfucker if we if we didn't find out about it he would still have a job and it would still be happening that's the worst and part. And you know what the sad you know what the sad thing is cuz you know how there was a, a three other officers present, right? You know um the main video that came out that we that we all saw was coming from uh you know the one angle where you saw um the one Asian officer, he was over there trying to push the people back that were telling him like, "Yo, that dude is like he can't breathe, he really can't move, he's not moving." And then Chauvin was actually putting his knee on his neck, right? The other video from the other angle, bro, there's two other cops. One got his knee on bro's back and the other one got his knee on dude's knee. On his leg. They got this dude handcuffed and you got three people kneeling on this dude and like... <sighs> no, did you see the um, additional footage that they released yesterday? Nah. I mean, I didn't watch it, but I knew it was out there. So apparently they released some security cam footage of them just beating on George Floyd in the back of the police car before they even murdered him. Um, like... like basically the scene was like... It was... Clear as day. The angle couldn't have been more perfect. Like, it was right on the cop car. They had him in the back just screaming and fucking Chauvin was just punching and kicking him. And the other little Asian man was just standing there watching like nothing was happening. And see, and then people want to say, oh, he's being aggressive. Oh, he's retired. It's like, bro, no shit. You push somebody to a, to a corner and you test them to their limits. Obviously, they're going to end up, you know what I mean? They're going to end up reacting. There's only so much a human can physically take. I was going to just piggyback off of what Waleed said earlier. Uh, he said that we were fed up and a lot of people are fed up. And I agree with him. I would say a little bit more is like we're just heavy on the heart right now. Because like even even though like we see all this shit happening, how much of it is really going to lead to a change? That's what's really hurting me is like because I know this generation, it's kind of a lost hope. There, racism's still going to be around for a little bit. I was talking to KD yeah. the other day. He said... We could, uh, we could improve all this through education, teaching sympathy or empathy at a young age. And then, like, hopefully as people get older, they'll learn not to have these racist ways. But it's just like, you know how long of a process that is? And then all these people could go back to their home where racism is probably just running around. Exactly. And, it, and it's just so hard because, like, you want change to happen. But I feel like the only way change is going to happen is through a radical way. And it, it's happening right now. Like, I feel like people are really waking up. And I just... I don't know. I feel like we're kind of going down a crazy path to civil war, and I'm scared for it personally. To an A, bro, like you're 100% right, man. We are headed down that path, but at the end of the day, you got to think what type of reversal we're trying to do because it's like, what's going on now? Like, because me, me and my pops, we talk about, uh, we, we've been talking about this for a while now. Like, the whole, the whole issue that's going on with this whole police brutality, it's, this thing stemmed from the entire slavery culture, you know what I mean? This stemmed from the entire history of this original, like this country and like the original people that was here. You know what I mean. So when we talking about reversing racism, like you said, bro, people will still go back. Like you got folks that present themselves one way in front of you, and then they end up going back to their homes where that's where their true ideology is. You know what I mean? I would like they need to change those conversations at their dinner tables. They need to change those conversations between their family. It's not about like uh, I, I think I seen you putting it up the other day when you were talking about. You can't, like, I'm tired of seeing people t- stealing from black culture and trying to be a part of black culture, but then don't speak out. And speaking out isn't on social media. Talk. It's, it's about talking with your family, talking with your friends, talking at the times when people don't see you. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I think what, what people try to make it be is like a fad, almost as if it's a trend. Like, it's trendy to be this way. It's trendy to be an activist, but, like, they don't believe in any of the messages that are going out there and trying to support. 
And that's where I feel like people need to draw the line. If you're going to be about something, be about it. Like, don't just 100%. don't walk that. You got to walk the walk. You can't just talk that shit. And that's what's really exactly. pissing me off. Like, because I, I have some good friends that I know are not like, I know they're not racist, but I know they're around people who are and they don't necessarily speak out whenever they do say certain shit. I know that shit from the bottom of my heart. I was going through an following spree this whole week. And it's like really opened my eyes to like who I need in my immediate circle. Cause like, if you don't have people supporting you or if you don't have people that are open-minded and are aware about the things that are happening, it's just a lost cause. You, you, that's just negativity you don't need. Exactly. Exactly, man. Yep. And just to just, I mean, just it, to jump off of that, not to cut you off, Ronnie, but... No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. We mentioned, uh, or Ahmed mentioned, just people just fronting about their activism or whatever, and that's definitely real. It's performative activism, and you can really tell who cares and who doesn't, to be honest. And... Building off of what you were saying, I think the best form of activism you can do right now is, like you said, starting those conversations within your family and within the older generation that you know and trying to help people unlearn these things because it really just doesn't make any sense to think that way, honestly. And it's just hindering us as a society and hindering us as a world because America is not the only place where racism happens. And everywhere you turn, racism happens to black people or darker-skinned people, wherever you go. And it's like, how do you put an end to that We've been saying now we're going to rely on the next generation to do it. Well, now is the time. We are that generation. Now, yeah, like now is the time. And you can only do so much, right? But you have to do what you can. And the biggest thing, too, is like you have to think about the people that are in power right now. They all come from that older generation, that older mindset. You know what I mean? They, when all these people in power and, and, you know what I mean, a majority of the people in Congress, majority of people uh, in Senate, the president, like a lot of the people holding these higher offices, when they were our age, bro, racism was like a cornerstone in this country. Like segregation was a cornerstone in this country. So it's one of, and it's something I know y'all have, y'all have probably easy experiences, but like, you know how many people in our generation that are white that end up, um... When you mention racism or whatnot, they try to make it singular, like, oh, I'm not this. Oh, I don't believe it exists. It's not even about that. It's the fact that when push comes to shove, how do you react when you're put into a situation? That's when you see your ra- like your certain uh, racial mentality click in or certain prejudices kick in. It's like, perfect example, that lady up in New York that... Um, the brother that was... Uh, he was sitting there bird watching. He told, this, he told the lady mm-hmm. to, uh, you know what I mean, leash her dog. Yeah. And then in an instant, she's over here calling the cops, oh, this African-American man is like, bro, what? That's when you know. And then she had, to, and then, you know what I mean? She's obviously going back on uh, on social media talking about, I'm not a racist, this and that. You may not feel like you are, and you may not project it all the time, but when you pushed in a situation that gets your, like, you know what I mean, gets you uh, hesitating a little bit, that's when you start seeing your real true colors show. Yeah, you could, you could say it, that It's changing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I, it's changing that. And just to piggyback off of what you said, I I hate when people deflect that situation with a couple things. All lives matter. Why are you saying this way? Like, first off, I want to just go out by saying there's no such thing as racism to white people. You cannot At be all. oppressed if you're the oppressors. There's no such thing. It makes no sense. And and I just don't get it. And I've I've been seeing people try to make that argument. And just for my mental health, I just block them because I know there's no arguing with those people. There's people that are so far gone you can't even like try to have a casual conversation with them about that because they're just going to deflect, deflect, deflect. And I, I hate that. That's my number one pet peeve right now is people who don't want to try to listen and see what's happening. But 
I mean, and 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 sometimes it's 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 about that next generation of white folks understanding like you come from a culture that oppressed so many different kinds of people, especially mm-hmm. in this country, oppressed black folks for so long. Understand and accept that there is like there's a reason why we we talk about white privileges because you like your people were given chances and given opportunity throughout the generations. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you got the entire other side that wasn't given that. Yeah. Now, when we're talking about the change, like my pops is saying the biggest change is education. Like you can oppress somebody that's not educated. You can oppress somebody by forcing them not to learn how to read to write. So they're forced to live under your will. But we see, we're seeing that now with a lot of first generations, like, oh, I'm a first generation college grad. I'm the first generation that moved my family out this. And people always want to talk bad about the hood, talk bad about this because they don't understand it, but they also don't understand how it was created why people are put in these situations. They weren't given another option. It's easy to talk shit when you have another option. And I think, the, yeah, the biggest thing that we got to do is, is just teach people these things that, you know, should be right in front of their eyes and are affecting so many people, but they just can't see it. And the fact that you, see how, the, the, the fact that how, you can't see it... How can you teach, it, though? The fact that you can't see it is the privilege itself. And I think uh, a good way to yes. teach is through, like, social media. Like, as, as like, corny and as, like... I guess as generic as it sounds, I think people are starting to wake up through what they're seeing on Twitter and on IG and stuff, to be honest with you. That is the, be- hey, that is the beauty of social media, That's the bro, thing. when we talk about, like, a lot of people are being able to see it now, you're right. Yeah. So if you talk about, like, if there's a silver lining to all of this, like, yeah, I mean, Twitter and social media and IG and all that, it's, it's really, like, I guess harmful sometimes during times like this because there's a lot of emotion pent up. Like, for me right now, I just feel a lot of sadness, anger, and just despair. That's all I've been feeling for the past week. And the more, the more you go online and the more information you absorb and the more you find out, like, yeah, the heavier the heart and just the sadder it gets for you. Like, for me, it's hard for me to even do this podcast right now, man. Like, I'm stumbling on words. I can't find the right things to say because I have so much to say. But it's just like, man... It's, we've also, got, I mean, I also feel like we've just gotten to the point where we've had so much to say where we kind of just don't even want to say anything anymore. Like a lot of us are talked out about the situation. I mean, of course, this is a podcast. We do want to get out our feelings, but like, it's just, it's beating on a dead horse, man. We always have to talk about it, rinse, repeat, and another black man it's gets murdered. Talk, talk, talk. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I just need that action, man. That's that's all I want to see. Hey, going back off what you said about uh, teaching people whatnot, this is how I feel that the only way somebody can even get taught if they're willing to even learn, you know what I mean? You can, like, social media can do all this, it can open people's eyes, but it goes back to the person that believes that racism doesn't exist or this doesn't exist, they've already closed their eyes to that to that lesson. They've already, like, sh- shut, shut themselves out towards it, you know what I mean? It, it has to be an awakening or something within these people's, like, you know what I mean? And then the perfect thing is I've seen a lot of people saying, like, I'm tired of just seeing the same people talking about this type of stuff. I want to see white people actually stepping up and them voicing their, like, you know what I mean? Voicing concerns and really stepping up and showing that they actually give a fuck. And that's true, man. That's really true. Yeah. it it's It honestly starts and ends with them. Because... We're here off of, going back to what I said earlier, an idea that just doesn't make sense anymore. It's just fundamentally wrong, and we should all see it that way. But for some reason, there's this tug-of-war going on when there shouldn't be. And I think that's the most frustrating part about it, is, like, I, there should be, like, a clear right side and wrong side to be on. 
Like, I don't think there should be any sort of debate about what you saw on that video and what's been going on to African-Americans for so long. literally has nothing to so do long. with politics. It's human rights at this point, and people want to ignore it. Like, and, and just to make another point off of that, too, it's people that are talking about the looting and the rioting and the unrest that didn't say shit about the murder, that didn't say shit about Amy Cooper just a couple of days before, and didn't say shit about Ahmaud Arbery. Like, I've noticed people that haven't said anything to say about the actual atrocities, like, commenting on the reaction and, actions, and, 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 try, and trying to tell us how we should react. They uh, downplay, the, downplay all of what's happening with the loot and the protests. I just don't get that. I've even had certain people of, like, this is kind of just goes back to the whole saying, not all skin, or kin, not all skin folk are kin folk. I've seen black people trying to, like, make up for what we're doing in terms of, like, looting and protesting like yeah i get it don't loot the small businesses i'm all i'm I'm against that i'm all against that but like hit the corporations but if you're mad at people for in the corporations that already don't give a fuck about us what like whose side are you on you got to pick a side at that point you can't get mad at people but say black lives matter if they're out there and you're not you're at home just tweeting or whatever like come on yeah not facts man i mean and then going to these like one of the things that really i mean obviously i know i know it's been upsetting a lot of people but the shit that really just like really got me sick to my stomachs is the, the type of people that I was seeing doing these lootings in a couple of these videos. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, bro, it gets you thinking. Y'all really piggying back off of an actual situation that's going on. And meanwhile, you got like videos of four, five, six punk ass white kids going and breaking the shit out of, you know what I mean? Because yeah. at the end of the day, they're not the ones that's going to get affected by by that outcome. Yep, there's, yeah, let's just get into all the protests, man, because there's a lot to get into there, and I feel like the biggest thing with these protests now is they've become the center of attention, which, yes, that was the goal. Um, We started the protest because we want our voices to be heard, right? And they're heard, but now the conversation is being steered away from the original cause, and it's being geared towards how violent these protests are and who's involved and yada, yada, yada. And so that's where we kind of, I think, need to like refocus and go back to what the original intents of the protests were. And like to piggyback off of that, all these people doing the destruction and the looting and the uh, setting like buildings on fire, it's mostly white people, right? Yeah. But they're not like just little bored kids or something. They're fucking sent by the government, man. They're like conspiracy theorist groups, either on the far left, on the far right, or a combination of both. And so it just, it just comes from within the deep state that created the racism in the first place. Yeah. So if they just get themselves involved in these protests, they can ultimately control the narrative and just divert and distract, which is the ultimate tactic that they've been using for everything. So it's been working. The, the protests are getting more violent, but we're not the one causing the violence for the most part. I can't speak for everybody. It has become a centerfold for police brutality too, like... These cameras are all over. They're arresting media members. They're macing innocent civilians. That's the, I seen someone mace a little girl like yesterday. A police officer uh, maced a little girl. Like, how, do, how can you sit there and call yourself a peace officer and you're out there being the one that destructive, causing havoc, just terrorizing overall? Like, I, I just don't understand. And that's really where I feel like all of my pent up anger is going towards is police and police brutality. And that's what it was initially about, but once again, people want to deflect and divert and make it about the looting, but it's, like they said, they just want to be selective with what they see. 
Hey man, like going back to like some of these like police and the pro, some of the shit that shocked me, bro. I, uh, I know y'all probably seen it up in New York, that NYPD SUV. Oh my god! That, dro- that that drove into that crowd. Like, yeah, I get it. These people are throwing shit at your car and whatnot. How about you think about why they're doing that? Bro, All this anger is go going towards what you represent. I will not lie to you. When I seen that video, I've that that was the like most hurt I've been in a long time. Like my heart's been heavy for the last couple of days, but. Seeing that, like seeing them just truck through everyone with no remorse, that shit was very fucking heavy. That was, I mean, honestly, that was second next to seeing the George Floyd, them literally assassinate and kill George Floyd. But it's just hard seeing that because, like, if the police aren't protecting us already, like, if I'm if I'm black, think about it this way: if I'm black, I already know the police aren't protecting me. But say I'm not even black and I'm just an innocent civilian, they see me as an innocent civilian, they're still not protecting me that way. So it's just like. Who do I look to now? It's it's all despair, like Walid said a second ago. Yeah, man. And it's like all all like bro, there's there's countless examples of all these cops doing fucked up shit. But I want to highlight that one cop up in Atlanta, Officer Murphy, yeah. the one that was at, that was walking with the people. Like cops need to look at him and actually take a page out of what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean, like. Join the people in this protest. Understand that maybe you yourself didn't cause it, but you're part of the bigger picture that caused yeah. that's caused it, been causing this. And like, I don't know, man. Yeah, all it all it takes is a little bit of empathy. That would have gone so much. That would have gone a long way for them. But instead, they resort to violence. And I feel like, honestly, as a whole, people, as a collective group of people, we have a lot more questions, and the answers that we demand aren't going to be given unless we go and take them at this point. And that's kind of what we're doing. So, I mean, unless we come up, unless we come up as with some answers as a collective whole, I don't see it getting any better. And I see this rioting and looting just getting to a much higher scale, to be honest. Like this might just be the beginning. Not might. This is just, I think this is the beginning. I think the most organized we've ever been, um, as black people in America was, uh, the the Black Panthers, right? Yeah. Okay. And they fucking obviously destroyed that shit and threw all of its members in prison because they were getting successful and getting some traction. I feel like if we just kind of, I don't want to say revive the Black Panther Party, but yeah, do some either bring it back or make something similar because they had a specific laid out 12-point program. It laid a sp- I wasn't trying to, yeah, I was saying talk louder. <laughs> yeah, no, it, laid a, it laid a specific 12-point uh, program down, right, that had a specific set of demands. And I feel like right now, we should be doing the same. Like, all the attention is on this right now. So now is the perfect time to get together and organize and form some sort of, you know, just structure to where we have, like, a list of what we want. And it's like, if you, like, don't provide this, we're not going to fucking stop. And it should be as simple as that. I agree with you. I agree with that. But maybe that might be like too militant or too, uh, I guess, premature to to go that route. Or maybe there should there should be a more diplomatic route. But niggas hey, have been man, trying the diplomatic of, route for four hundred years. I was about to say, and it's gotten them at nowhere. At this point, you got they got to do what we got to do whatever we can at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it's honestly just. I just hope there's not a lot of blood that's going to be shed. That's really all I hope. Because I, I, I mean, just me as much as anyone else, I don't want that to happen. But it's looking like it's looking like it's heading down that road, man. That's, yeah, that's the sad thing to say. That's the reality of it. 
And then it's like uh, like a perfect example. I don't, uh, I don't know if y'all remember a while back that um, like the Dallas police shootings. That one guy that you know what I mean um, posted up and shot all those cops. Yep, people that was a couple see years ago. Now, right? yeah, people pe- people should see now where that. I'm not I'm not condoning it. I'm not you know what I mean. But at the end of the day, I see where that anger comes from. I see where that frustration comes from. For yep. somebody to even want to even get out and do something like that. Yeah, and they were they were screaming more about that than, you know, all the other than this any of these, bro. Like another like like one thing that I'm I'm waiting to see what happens to these officers. You know the whole Bri- uh, Brianna Taylor situation. Yep. Yeah, that was crazy. Bro, these cops they st- they've only been reassigned. That's fucked up because she was literally in her like I don't I don't know how much more it takes like. She was in her home, like she was like about to get ready to go to sleep, right, or something. She was asleep. She was asleep. Yeah, bro. Literally, it was it was right before one a.m. Her and her her and her boyfriend they chilling, getting like they were asleep, whatnot. They hear somebody breaking into their house. Her boyfriend has a license to carry, so he ends up, you know what I mean. First thing he does, grabs grabs his gun because he's thinking somebody's his breaking into their house. Constitutional right, he could do so. Literally. He he. They these officers come in, and in the reports, they uh these officers, I guess, they shot twenty plus shots into the bedroom, killing this girl. Kenneth Walker, her boyfriend, ends up firing at one of the uh, police. Keep in mind, these police were uh they were dressed in civilian clothes. Yeah, they weren't even dressed as officers. He ends up firing, hits one of the police. He ends up getting charged with uh, aggravated assault against a police officer. I think the most and they just. They just dropped the charges on him like two, what was it, a couple of days ago. And this happened back in March 13th. But these cops are just reassigned. Yeah, man. I was, uh, my, my bad for interrupting, Ronnie. I was going to nah, ask, nah, you good, how, do, you how do we feel about the whole all cops are bad or all cops are bastards? How do we feel about that? Because I think that's accurate. I don't and think I- that, look, my, my, my bad, I didn't cut you. I don't think that's true. But at the end of the day, it's it's something that all cops got to like move with that sentiment in mind because it's that's how everybody's feeling now. Because I do believe that there's there's a group of good cops, bro. Like there are people, like especially like there's a lot of cops that want to bring this change. And one of the ways to bring change is going into the police force and trying to change your own community. Do you really believe that though? I don't believe that. I don't believe that bullshit. You do you think that you think a police force? So let's talk about the whole essence of what the police like represents like initially they started off as like slave patrol so i think yeah. right there itself like from the deep state itself it's just racism is ingrained in the whole police department i get it like some officers they want to make that change but well i mean who, who do they think do they think they're like martin luther king he couldn't even make a change he got killed they think they're going to change a whole department as a whole and i get it like they want to uh, make the change or they want to be the change that they want to see but I just don't think you're going to change the minds of a whole department as a whole or a whole police force. I mean, maybe in your small town, but that's only going to go so far. Facts. No, nah, hey, so, so when I said, like, I, I, like I, I want to be very clear on what I meant by that. I, like, I, I believe that there are certain officers. I'm not even saying, like, f- police forces as a whole. Certain officers... Whether they be a handful, bro, that could be a hundred cops, two hundred cops, a thousand cops, but that's still one percent of the full population. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, well yeah, one percent of the. F- Sorry for doubt, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I understand what you're saying. I actually, I, I know what you're saying in that essence, because I do know personally like some good cops, but at the end of the day, like 
they just got to know they were trying to go in there and they're representing this broken system. And I'm not hating them at all. I'm just angry with them because, like, especially for the ones that I know are black and that are in the force, it's just it just hurts a lot more seeing them in the force and seeing them alongside these people that are terrorizing everyone. Like, and and see, and that's where things got to change, bro. Is is the ones that are the only way that they can even make changes when they see other like the majority of these cops doing this bad stuff they need to step in because that's the that's how they make that change you can't just stand there and let this shit pass hey i was gonna say i actually saw a video yesterday so these protesters they were right in front of like a whole riot squad shield or shield squad or whatever um and one of them was just pleading with an officer pleading talking to him he was like come on man it's a black officer you got to understand what they're doing us is wrong he actually got emotions out of the black officer. The guy started tearing up. What they did to that black officer that was crying, they replaced him. They are like, hey, you got, you got to get to the back. With another officer that just showed a bunch of aggression. So it's like, at the end of the day, look what's going to happen to those good officers. You feel me? Like, they're just going to get replaced. They're going to get silenced. That's what it hurts for me to say. Like, as I know, there are good officers with good hearts and good intentions. But at the end of the day, you are not good at all because you represent a police force that just terrorizes and feeds and fucking brutalizes the black community specifically, but just people as a whole. Facts. Nah, yeah, you're right. You're right. So, you're yeah, right. I mean, the good cops do, are there, but I'm not going to spend too much time acknowledging them because, frankly, I don't it's think... It's not about that right yeah, now. Yeah, I, I don't think they're going to do much to change the system, honestly. Like, more props to you. You're a good person. Congrats. But fuck the cops. And that's a blanket statement that applies to all until I see significant change. So that's how I feel. Facts. My bad. I, I didn't get to say it earlier, too. But, yeah, fuck the cops. Fuck 12. I need to fuck say that. Fuck the pigs, man. Nah, man. 100, bro. Like, I just, had to, I just had to clarify that one part about it, bro, because I, I, I have seen, like I said, a very select few. But I see what you're saying, bro. It's really more on what you represent. And I think the only way that whole aspect is going to change, it'd have to be a full overhaul. And, obviously, that's not going to happen. No chance. But it, it's going to have to be a full overhaul of, like, the entire all the departments, and really, it's the ones who lead the departments. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. like, uh, I, I, was, I was talking to my moms the other day about the. She made a good point, bro. Like, with this whole uh, Derek Chauvin and those cops, them getting, you know what I mean, arrested, going to jail and all that stuff, that ain't enough. It's that, in, like, their leaders, the, the heads of that whole department need to get fired for knowing that all this stuff that, uh, all the different complaints that you know what I mean, not Derek had. Right yeah. Not exactly. The Minneapolis, the the Minneapolis PD in general is just like they've had a lot of fucked up police brutality. Philando Castillo happened in St. Paul, which is basically <laughs> Minneapolis. They're yeah. right next to each other. Fucking, uh, there was a Somali officer in Minneapolis. Uh, this happened, I think, in like 2016, 2017. Uh, shot and killed uh, a white woman unarmed on accident. Very wrong. I, condemned at all costs. And they gave him immediately 13-year prison sentence. Got arrested, same, same day, same spot, uh, sat in jail, awaited trial, went to trial. They gave him the full 13 years. Yeah. That's how that happened. But with these, it's, it, there's a clear pattern, right? It doesn't follow the same type of consistency. So I don't know where you even begin with trying to change that. Hey, so I mean, shit, bro. It's 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 un, undoing hundreds of years worth of of a system. It's <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hard. That's, I don't even know. At a certain point, you gotta overthrow it. Not working. Bring it down. 
to nothing and then rebuild. And the thing is, is like, bro, I mean, this also goes back to like, this is something that we talked about before too, but it's just, um, it's this belief that this country belongs to a certain group of people just because they quote unquote founded this and decided to create this set of, um, this, this set of laws and create a system that benefited, that benefited their kind. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then, so now it's like, we're seeing different people finally getting that getting educated, getting knowledge, and it actually becoming a melting pot and understanding the flaws in that system. But those that created this system are still with that old mentality, like, I mean, thinking that that old way of thinking, oh, it's like, I, it all goes back to, bro, this is, it's it, it, it's something that's been bubbling for centuries. Yeah, and it's been bubbling for a century. So I agree with you, bro. Like, it might, it might really come down to breaking this whole shit down and then really rebuilding it up. And it's going to be some fucked up times ahead. The whole country was built on like just straight ugliness and filth, honestly. Like it, it was. was just it was just theft. They came in here, they fucking stole the land, and they killed the people in it. And then they went and Bro, robbed they wiped Africa out of like its people and its resource, and they came and used that to build. This. America is the initial looters. They are the ultimate looters. So fuck them for talking shit about looters. Now they are the ultimate looters. And it's bro, and 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 it's and it's sad, man, because it's like when I talk to my folks, they tell me about how life was back. Back in our home country, you know what I mean. Back in India, and obviously back home, we got racism amongst our own people. Like we yeah. got our own people killing our own people. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So when you come to a country out here, you're expecting a better life. You're expecting, you know what I mean, a different. But then you come here, and then you see like it's amplified at times. Granted, right? and it's it's just like the this the sense of entitlement, whether people want to admit it or not. It, it, it's really prevalent in a lot of these folks when they try to say that a lot of this shit just doesn't make sense to them or it doesn't, you know what I mean, when white folks try to or say that, oh, what ad, what agitated the police to act like this? Oh, why do, how about we see the full... Nah, it's not even about that. Why are they even doing that in the first place? Because I've never seen a white person come up and tell me that, oh, you know, I had a bad running with the law. Nah, bro, I've seen fucking white people cuss the shit out of cops like it's their fucking uncle or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because they know nothing's gonna happen. Look, and buddy, I know my I know my rights, buddy. Like, I'm not gonna lie, bro. Every time I get pulled over, every time any of that shit, anytime any of that shit happens, bro, my first instinct, what I automatically do, bro, I hit record on my phone and I just Same leave here. that shit down. Same here. Same here. Exactly. I, I have that video recording. I'm like, and then I don't move. I don't do nothing, bro. Like. Same here. You're Honestly, not, I mean, lately I've been thinking if it happens to me again, I'm going on live just so people will see what's happened, just in case. It's like, what if on the off chance I record it, but I get killed? No one's gonna see it. So that's the part that I've gotten to that point. I feel like almost every single black person who's gonna get pulled over moving forward is gonna get to that point. And it shouldn't get to that point. Like I shouldn't have to fear for my life every time I get pulled over. You see those red and blue lights, you dead ass feel fear for your life. Bro, your heart start beating. Like, like dead ass. That that is terrible. Like you start living with like a certain sense of like paranoia and and like it's fuck, dude. Like even when you come out here, like perfect example, right now we're on this very nice beach, just chilling in our car parked and recording this fucking podcast through an iPhone, right? But this is in in, in general terms a very white space. And we always come here and crack jokes about the fucking dirty looks we get and things like that. But it's very real. Like, those dirty looks mean there's a certain type of prejudice that's already kind of placed on you. Whether it be good or bad, you don't really know, right? 
So it leaves you with a certain sense of, man, I don't know anybody's intentions that's not black. And I don't know what the fuck they think of me or my worth or anything, right? And I feel yeah. like that type of feeling has gotten bigger, especially especially like after Thursday night when uh, their fucking president tweeted that bullshit when he was like... Uh, when the, the looting, looting starts, yeah, the, the shooting starts. Yeah, that was the... That was the only time I read one of his tweets and just fucking my heart dropped. So it's just really bad out here, man. It's sickening, bro. Like, but yeah, it's it's not gonna get better for for a while, and I feel like the earlier we accept that, the better. Unfortunately, it's yeah, man. Like it, it, and it's like I hate to sound like a pessimist, but it's just like, bro, I don't have any of the answers because whatever type of like reasonable solution you want to put forward, like there's always like some sort of obstacle working against you like when you want to address this type of issue and it's been stagnant for so long that it just makes you like lose hope yeah nah man I feel it speaking of fucking President Trump though do you think he's gonna get reelected? like honest opinion nah and if he does, bro, I think it's gonna like it's gonna trigger something even worse. Yeah, I was thinking the same exact thing. Because I don't want to say like I'm saying no because one, it's it's heavily opinion based on like my whole perspective, but also I'm also hoping that people realize what reelecting him is gonna trigger. And how? Fucked. He left us for the pandemic before even all of this shit happened. Like exactly. But honestly, he like, does. He does have that cult following. So the thing is, we know he's gonna get that support, and we shouldn't be surprised when he does get that support. And and they he, shouldn't be surprised that once he gets reelected, when shit goes left. Exactly. That's my only thing because it's it's bound to go very bad, and it's gonna happen as soon as if he gets reelected. If not now, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. It's very telling the way they, they, they be speaking about Obama. Like, I have my issues with, with Obama. Like, I really don't support him much just based off of certain policies he had. But damn, dude, at the end of the day, he was a really, really decent man. And, like, he stood for something, right? And he carried himself with dignity and, like, class. And, and the way they be speaking about him is just, like, dude, like, it's so much racism, like, underlying racism in there. It's so fucked up. It's like Obama ruined the country. It's like people Fuck. people people really just couldn't handle having a black president. So it's they like, just damn dude. Letting all their emotions get out on it. Like what? It's it's so bad the way they, they fucking talk about it. And I don't know, most people don't know this, but it's like when he got elected in, in 08, they fucking the Republicans who owned I guess the House floor, uh they got together and basically just got to an agreement and are like, we're not going to pass anything this guy wants to put or pass to the Senate. Yeah, like, yeah we're no, not gonna I, pass remember, I remember that. That, that and they were going to reverse everything that he put in place. Like, they already went back on everything that he already put in place that was moving us towards a progressive direction, too. And they had that on the day of his inauguration before he made any policy or did anything. They're like, all right, we're not going to approve shit. Fuck it. We're not going to let him do anything. Yeah. 
Bro, this motherfucker militarized the police, too. Like, he signed an executive order militarizing the police, pretty much. That shit's crazy to me. Yeah, man. It's just... And he still wants to send a National Guard. Like, that's crazy. Or, well, I guess states do, but still. You already have police with ARs and a shit ton of fucking weapons. Like, what more do you need? It's just fucking so much. It's, it's like this. What's going on right now, the climate carries so much heavy, deep conversations to have all at once. And it's just crazy, man. Like it, it kind of boggles your brain. And, and honestly, man, I th- um, like and I think that it, it's a good it's a good thing that we'll, how we decided that we're going to actually use this platform to let other people come on and explain. You know what I mean? Yep. They like vent really uh you know what I mean talk about how they feel about everything going on. So you guys are going to see um we're going to make a couple, you know what I mean, post PSAs. Whoever is interested in coming on, we're going to set up a Zoom call maybe like once or twice a week. The first one's going to be this Wednesday, you know what I mean, probably around 6:30 to 7:30 just an hour slot. If y'all interested, hit either me or Walid up. And you know what I mean? We'll get that set up and then... Shit, honestly, you could hit me up too. I don't know if... I mean, I, I know I'm a oh, guest, yeah, yeah, but I mean, a, if, if you want to nah, hit yeah, me up definitely. too, I could get you in contact with these guys. And honestly, it's, it, this is a great place to just get what you want to get off your chest because we have all this pent-up anger, this heart full of despair, and we need to just at least talk it out sometimes. And I know some of us are over-talking about it, but if that's what's going to get it out, so be it. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I just want to give people, like, an open ear, right? So I think that's what a lot of us need right now, and I think that will help, like, remedy the the situation. So I think talking about it, like you said, is the is the best way to go about it, for sure. Right now, yeah. Like you said, just to get, get people to, like, get, get some stuff off their chest. Obviously, we know that it's on, talking's only going to go so far, but you know what I mean? Instead of sitting at home feeling like you ain't got a voice, shit, come on here, let us know what you think. Oh yeah, but yeah, man, there's a there's a lot going on. Um, there's a lot of uh, shit behind the scenes that we don't know about. Like, it's funny, me and I met right before we um, started recording. We were talking about the whole uh, anonymous. I'm not sure if you saw that come out uh, in the last few days, and they leaked out a bunch of like government documents and everything tying. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein's sex ring directly to Trump. And there's pretty good evidence to claim that Trump was like heavily involved. Um, but see, they're, pe- people are going to push, theory. people are going to, people are going to push that down, bro. People are going to, they're only going to believe what they want to believe. I don't think Anonymous is going to let that happen, bro. I was talking to Walid a second ago, and I'm not sure if most people are, uh, are familiar with Anonymous. This is like the craziest hacking group ever. And I'm, I'm personally told Walid, I'm fucking terrified of this group because they could do whatever the fuck they want. Like, cybersecurity is a real thing, and cyber warfare is a real thing. But these guys go beyond all cybersecurity and just expunge data and let it out. And that's what scares me. And I don't think they're going to let this shit rest because they're having to blow up all over Twitter right now. Damn, okay. It's, it's good. I mean, I don't know too much about Anonymous. Like, I've heard of them. I kind of know an idea of what they do, but... Yeah, you should look into that because I feel like that shit's gonna get bigger within the next week. <laughs> like, not the next night. It's yeah, it's been getting crazy. Shit, man, for sure. I'm gonna check that out. 
Yeah, man. Y'all got anything else you want to get off for right now? To be honest, man, it's it's for me, it's been a very heavy episode. Uh, I thought I was prepared for it, but, you know, it's too much to get Can't off my really chest be. all at once. And, you know, like I said, I'm all talked out, but I'm I'm very open to keep having these conversations and it'll get easier with time, I think. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Stay prayed up out definitely. here. Definitely. Well, yeah, man. I mean, with that... Hey, Ahmed, man, we appreciate you coming on, bro, as always. Of course, man. Appreciate the platform. Greatest podcast on earth. Hey, one love, man, one love. That's it for this episode, y'all. Like I said, we're going to post up and let y'all give y'all a little bit more information about Wednesday's podcast um, and let y'all know how y'all can get on this. But for now, it's your boy Stay tuned on IG Live, by the way. Facts, facts. And yeah, I'm Walid. I'm Walid, and we're signing out this month.